Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now. Perhaps we should. Interestingly enough, it seems like there is a plethora of stories, all manner of news stories that are of great interest to the major media and to so many others. Stories which are insignificant, minor, trivial, superficial, shallow, and what have you. There really is only one big story at this time. And that is the planned, premeditated, conspired, conniving, murderous, assassinating, slaughtering invasion of Ukraine after and including ongoingly vicious, ruthless propaganda against Ukraine. Lies and more lies. In addition to a massive cyber war strike akin to Pearl Harbor, if you will, against Ukraine. That really is the only story other than the myriad offshoots of that, such as the cowardice of the Western leaders, the weakness of the Western leaders, shockingly enough, you know, shocking that weakness and cowardice should go along with depravity, isn't it? Perversity. The great powers, superpowers of the West, the free nations, democratic nations, many of them, most of them, former Christendom, And their leaders are aggressively pushing the most perverse, depraved, wicked agendas of all human history. But they cannot be motivated to lift a little finger against the pharaoh of Russia, the wicked pharaoh of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Oh, well, we need to... Meet, we need to have some great powwow, some great session to decide whether we should have sanctions. And if we should have sanctions, what the sanctions should be and how long they should go on and what is the extent of them and all this nonsense. I mean, the greatest way to deal with those sanctions for the likes of Vladimir Putin, you know, one time, former man of the year, world man of the year, courtesy of Time Magazine and so forth, is for him just to crush them. Right? I mean, really. You know, the sanctions, it almost is reminiscent of the period of time between World War I, the end of World War I, and World War II, the beginning, the official beginning of World War II. When I say official, I mean that World War II began significantly before it officially began. But the sanctions, they are akin to the Versailles Treaty and its impact on Germany. But... The big story should be the absolutely, utterly evil invasion by Vladimir Putin's massive invasion forces and Ukraine's extraordinary, brave, courageous, heroic Defense against that. 
resistance to it. And the utterly, cowardly, shameful, disgraceful non-response of the Western nations who clearly fear Vladimir Putin. This should not come as news. This is not a news story that they fear him. But nonetheless, noteworthy. Superpowers. United States of America. Nuclear superpowers. You know, vaunted sole world superpower, United States of America. Nuclear superpower, Great Britain. Great Britain, so-called. Not so Great Britain. And nuclear power, France. Viva la France. And then non-nuclear powers, Germany and Italy. But then there is also the matter of NATO, right? And so forth. But European Union, vast coalition, that's the answer. Is it really? Well, I'll get further on to that, but there is another little story that is in the offing, and I've alluded to this before in the last program, what have you, but I've done an entire program a couple times on it, and that is on Communist China's Designs for Taiwan, to invade Taiwan, invade and overthrow Taiwan. How does that sync with Vladimir Putin's massive Russian invasion of Ukraine? Some interesting similarities. Well, of course, first, the two 800-pound gorillas, evil superpowers, Vladimir Putin's Russian Federation and Xi Jinping's communist regime of China. And then Ukraine, apart from historical significance, strategic reasons and what have you, Ukraine bordering Russia. And Taiwan, just off the coast of mainland China. Two independent nations of very small military power for a number of reasons. One, they do not have the budget (laughs) to have a massive military. Secondly, They have been shunned. They have been refused, rebuffed, not only not given military aid, military arms, machinery, and what have you, but refused to be allowed to purchase. Does that ring a bell? That is the way that the free nations in their wisdom have operated. The godly free nations, which are godless. There are godly people in them, but the nation's regimes are not only godless, but anti-God, anti-Christ. How dare you say that? Well, it simply is true. And there is a great deal of evidence to that every single solitary day. But, Even as Great Britain, so-called, armed the Muslim powers around Palestine and left them with state-of-the-art military equipment following World War II as they departed and left the Jews who had survived the Holocaust, elderly, young, injured, wounded, half-starved, 
left them to defend themselves without weapons against a massive, massive, massive invasion from all of the surrounding Islamists. It was utterly hopeless. But that was courtesy not only of Great Britain, but courtesy of the United States of America. Courtesy of the President of the United States of America. Harry Truman. Good Democrat. Buck stops here. Courtesy of George Catlett Marshall. Former head of the Army. And at that time, U.S. Secretary of State. Courtesy of the FBI. Courtesy of all the evil powers in the United States of America who did everything in their power to prevent any arms, weaponry, aircraft, salvage aircraft, (laughs) surplus aircraft, and World War II flyers from going to Israel, from volunteering to defend the coming modern state of Israel, from utter obliteration. It was a completely, utterly, totally hopeless situation. Not only did the powers of World War II, United States of America and Great Britain, and of course, dear old Soviet Union, not come to the aid of the new Israel, which was declared a nation. The U.N., permitted that. And I think for (laughs) plausible deniability, they permitted Israel to officially become a nation state. And then it was immediately, literally immediately attacked by these unbelievable Enormous invading forces. Plausible deniability because then they could say, well, see, we're on their side. We're doing what we can to help them. You know, we're for them. We're in their corner. We're behind them. We're in favor of them. And meanwhile, of course, they will be scraped off the face of the earth within a matter of days at the most. Impossibly, Israel survived. God saw to that. Whether you believe in God or not, there simply is no other explanation for it. And yet, amazingly, to this day, so many in Israel are atheists. Atheists, agnostics, or Jews who are in name only, or then there are the Jews who are the synagogue of Satan, and then there are Orthodox Jews and ultra-Orthodox and what have you. But, utterly impossible, tiny nation that refused to capitulate. If they had capitulated, they would have all been slaughtered. All been slaughtered. Oh, those wonderful Muslims who just want to get along, you know, that great religion of peace. But but meanwhile, Ukraine and Taiwan, similar situations. Israel, all of the time going back to before it declared nationhood to the present, has had great difficulty acquiring military arms. And so they have had to develop their own. 
Just amazing. Israel, Taiwan, Ukraine. These nations <laughs> prevented, blocked from having access to weapons, ammunition, and what have you. While the worst of the worst of the worst, we cooperate with and we train the militaries of, we arm them, equip them, and train them. We, the free Western nations. How glorious. Just such glorious stuff. There is a price to pay for that, eventually. It is not something that will be permitted to continue indefinitely with impunity. Those that will be punished for it are the nations of the West. The so-called free nations, the so-called democratic nations, But, Taiwan, what about Taiwan? I mean, it should just be a cakewalk for communist China to take Taiwan as to take Hong Kong. I mean, what's the difference, really? But it just so happens there are some natural features which make it less of a cakewalk than it would seem to be at first blush. That being said, there are two times of the year when it is particularly conducive to invasion. And guess what? One of those two times is a matter of less than two weeks away. That's right. Now, imagine that you are in communist China. You're in the Communist Party. You are involved with the inner workings, machinations, conspirings, planning to invade Taiwan. And the plans have been on the books for some time. And lo and behold, you're watching Vladimir Putin, Russia's pharaoh, Russia's fascist, totalitarian pharaoh who claims he is saving the world from purportedly fascist Ukraine. (laughs) Oh, such a man. I mean, he really should win Man of the Year awards, you know, kind of perpetually for, for such great, great service to mankind. But imagine watching and being... Astonished, on the one hand, absolutely astonished that Russia has not just rolled over Ukraine completely, instantly. But on the other hand, delighted at the specter of the powers and superpowers of the West that shake and quiver in fear of Vladimir Putin and refuse to do anything in opposition to him that is significant, that matters. Anything to actually factually save Ukraine. Now, communist China... Xi Jinping and the rest, they are greatly encouraged by that. Because they know that they can expect exactly the same in the South China Sea. They can expect exactly the same vis-a-vis invasion of Taiwan. Exactly the same in the Taiwan Strait. Exactly the same in their massive planned invasion operation. It would certainly seem that they would be greatly encouraged to go forward 
this April. That's not to say that they necessarily will, but it is to say that (laughs) it would seemingly be very strongly encouraging to that end. And, of course, they will use the same kinds of tools, even though it's an amphibious operation, they will use the same kinds of tools that Vladimir Putin's invasion has used prior to and during the invasion to try to cripple the defense infrastructure of Taiwan. Hacking. Hacking, which is such a fine art form in Russia, in North Korea, which is satellite slave state of both communist China and former communist Russia, and then communist China. Something to look forward to in an extremely negative way. As I mentioned in the previous program, with regard to Putin. He shows himself to be a man who either has extreme appreciation for the likes of Adolf Hitler or is simply devoid of any ideas of his own. It's probably somewhere in between, but again, the invasion of, the attack of, the murderous attack of Ukraine's Crimea previously. Like Hitler taking Rhineland. Like Hitler taking Sudetenland. And using character assassination, vicious, ruthless propaganda against the Czech people in then Czechoslovakia. But also akin to Hitler taking the rest of Czechoslovakia, but beginning with Sudetenland. And also the same way that Hitler took Poland. Again, a war of propaganda against Poland, demonizing, vilifying Poland, attempting to justify the invasion. Not a dime's worth of difference between Vladimir Putin and Adolf Hitler in the use of such propaganda. And the only other powers that have been (laughs) always associated directly with this extreme dependence, reliance, and use of propaganda All of the communist regimes. Yes, the fascist regimes of Adolf Hitler, the Third Reich, and Benito Mussolini in Italy. But all of the communist regimes have always depended incredibly heavily on vicious, satanic propaganda. It's something that the Democrat Party (laughs) has also made great use of for oh so long here in the United States of America. But surprise, surprise, again, communist regimes are socialist, as are fascist regimes. Just a different brand of socialism. But, again... Vladimir Putin 
taking his playbook directly from Adolf Hitler, directly from pre-World War II into World War II. Not a dime's worth of difference. But what of the world today? I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But before I do, let me just say this. I am Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks only to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is wrong, lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy. Those things are on me. That is my fault. I am to blame for that. Not the Lord. So returning to what is... The state of affairs in the world, in the free world. You know, the free world that has embraced Islam, which depends extremely heavily on evil propaganda. Every satanic regime and movement on the face of the earth depends exceedingly heavily on lies, on lying propaganda. But Europe, wonderful Europe, the continent, including Scandinavia and also Great Britain, so-called, Great Britain, of course, with Brexit seemingly trying to distance itself, (laughs) disassociate itself from the European Union. But surely in this day and age, all of these many decades, you know, since it was first said, Never again. It will never happen again. All of this time later, with Europe supposedly strengthened by coming together in a union, a coalition, but doing that by divesting the individual nations of a very large measure of sovereignty, of their national identity, of their currencies. And the list goes on. Well, what's the harm in that, after all? I mean, really, what's the harm in that? How is that a bad thing? Certainly that is worth it, isn't it? You know, doesn't the good outweigh the bad if there is any bad in that? Surely it does. Maybe not. (laughs) Because the overall effect is to weaken national identity. Weaken national identity. Pride, love, devotion, fidelity. If peoples of nations would be intimidated or cowed into submission and surrender, 
while their nations were at their strongest in terms of identity. How is that strengthened by dissolving and diluting that and dissipating that? How? It isn't. The people of the nations of the European continent have less reason to fight. Less reason to defend themselves. More reason to subjugate themselves. To surrender. To acquiesce. Like their cowardly, wicked, leftist, socialist leaders. This change, this melting or melding of nations into this amorphous, this mess, this, I hesitate to say abyss, but this amorphous mass without individual identity. It has been praised as being, oh, a great step in the direction of peace, freedom. People no longer being (laughs) passionately nationalistic. Oh, that is a good thing, right? Supposedly. But in point of fact, it's the opposite. It's like this massive movement via media here in the United States of America to erode and away with biblical, traditional morality and traditions and roles for men and women and structures to push relentlessly push the lie of the popularity of and the prevalence of mixed-race couples and families. Forget the reality. Forget the facts. Let's just keep pushing this lie at the ignorant, stupid, weak, Foolish, sinful people, especially at the young who have been indoctrinated for their whole lives. And when I say young, I don't just mean in grade school, middle school, or junior high school, high school, and even college. I mean young adults beyond that. Those formerly referred to as yuppies and what have you. Just keep pushing this lie. Why? To weaken the fabric of society. It's not just to blow money on advertising. No, no. It's not just supposedly to make sales. I just happen to think that those that are in charge of these campaigns, not those coming up with the ad campaigns, but those who are in charge of them by purchasing them, I happen to think that as rotten as they are, that nonetheless, they have a little more smarts than that. They should know that when they are making it out, that every third couple in the United States of America is either a black man with a white woman or a white man with a black woman, 
that that's probably going to alienate some people. Not just white men, not just white women. Maybe some black men, definitely black women. So no, I don't believe (laughs) that for the most part, this is being done for monetary reasons. As I've mentioned before, there are a few reasons why movies are made, why books are published, why TV series are produced, why streaming series are produced. TV movies meaning made-for-TV movies. A few reasons. One is to make money. Two is to influence people, persuade people, change their thinking, their values, corrupt their values, subvert their values, pervert their values. And then another one which dovetails with the second one is that here and there, now and then, a publishing house, publisher, a movie production company or streaming service company, media company, comes across something or develops the idea in-house that they just really like, okay? That they just, it really speaks to them. Again, those ideas that are so coveted, normally they fit with number two. Corrupting, perverting, influencing, persuading people detrimentally. And that's reason enough They will go forward with production. They will go forward with publication regardless of financial consequences if they are sold enough on the cause celeb. But... Interestingly enough, of course, these great ones, the powers in journalism, in the media, and of course in politics, they are vastly more excited and enthusiastic and motivated about further corrupting and perverting not only the United States of America, but all of the free world than they are about responding to a threat not only to freedom, but to life itself. As long as that threat can be compartmentalized Oh, it's only Ukraine. It's only Ukraine beyond Crimea. It's only over there. Well, maybe it will include Moldova. Maybe. No need for us to get agitated. No. No need for that. Because surely... It does not represent a threat to free nations. (laughs) It's an anomaly. Dollars to donuts. The non-response will be exactly the same with reference to Taiwan. What should be the response? 
let's say just for sake of discussion, that the leaders of the free world, the wicked, depraved, cowardly leaders of the free world, who are bully boys and girls to go to war against the righteous, godly people in their nations, to use their armies and all of their police forces and tactical squads and what have you, and their intelligence community against them. But when it comes to fighting, you know, a foe that may inflict some harm and that is evil, forget that. But let's, so let's just write them out of the script for a moment. Let's limit it to the people, not the leaders, not the politicians, not the billionaires. Let's limit it to the people of the surrounding nations. Now, Georgia... is in every bit as dangerous a situation as Ukraine. And it simply cannot afford for people of Georgia to go up to Ukraine to fight when Georgia can be invaded any moment, can be struck any moment. The same way that old Joseph Stalin did his best to annihilate the people of Ukraine and Georgia, and Hitler too. But what about the other bordering nations? Again, Moldova, Romania, Slovakia, Hungary, Bulgaria, Czech Republic. I could go on up to Poland and Lithuania and Latvia and Estonia and Finland, but those nearer Ukraine, it is in the interest, it behooves brave, courageous, godly people in those nations insofar as they are able to, to assist the brave, courageous, righteous defenders of Ukraine. It behooves the decent people in the world, in the free world, to provide arms and ammunition for Ukraine's defense. Ukraine, which is lacking small arms and ammunition with which to fight this horrendous, evil invasion. This Hitlerian, Nazi, fascist invasion of Ukraine. Only the stupidest, only the worst of the fools on this planet could believe Vladimir Putin's stupendous statements against Ukraine. Dear Vladimir, Satan came only to steal and murder and destroy. Vladimir Putin serves those same ends. But it behooves the people of the other nations that will come after Ukraine to stand up for the defense of Ukraine. Bulgaria, Greece, Macedonia, and then on to the powers, Italy, Germany, France, 
not-so-great Britain. And Poland, and so forth. It behooves them, while they're cowardly leaders refuse and instead engage in diplomacy with Vladimir Putin who is just, you know, just having the time of his life being on center stage Seizing this opportunity while Russia is strengthened militarily greatly, while the United States of America has unilaterally exceedingly weakened itself for the past, what is it, three decades now? (laughs) Three decades now. Clinton, Rodham Clinton, Gore. Followed by all of the rest. Of unworthy ones. This nation has chosen under its wicked leaders, to greatly weaken itself militarily. Not only in terms of nuclear weapons. In the name of, you know, taking a stand against nuclear proliferation. So instead, elimination of nuclear weapons. But worse than that, what's been done to the military, savaging it, the massive integration of women, of young women, women, mothers, single mothers, not single mothers, into the military and into combat. Promotion of the sodomite agenda. Promotion of Satanism. Promotion of Islam, which is another form of Satanism. Just horrendously weakened. And Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping, they just, they sit back and they take stock. And they appreciate how weak the United States of America has become. But, the Ukraine people, the Ukraine defenders and their families and loved ones, The Ukraine church, the Lord's elect in Ukraine, the Lord's saints in Ukraine, they have acquitted themselves worthy compared to the wicked West, the leftist, socialist, cowardly, immoral, vile, profane, abominably filthy West. God only knows what is going to transpire. But this I know is that irrespective of Vladimir Putin's and Xi Jinping's designs, plans, hopes, imaginings, dreams of grandeur, apart from all of that, they are not going to enjoy anything akin to world power. As I've mentioned before, there are ten kings, like a graduating class, that are off stage right now, but that are going to come on stage. Be given kingdoms, be given power. In one hour, as it were, and after them, 
immediately after them. The one referred to variously as the beast, sometimes referred to as the Antichrist, shall come on stage. He's been waiting impatiently, but he shall arrive. And these ten kings shall serve him. Apparently three not so well because he dispatches them. Apparently. But none of these actors are current VIP celebrity figures on the world stage. Like former man of the year Vladimir Putin or Xi Jinping. No. But these things are coming soon. Very soon. Which means that whatever happens, the Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, the Islamist regimes, they are not going to get to enjoy ruling, reigning, and destroying for any length of time. God Almighty does know better. Nothing is taking him by surprise. God is not a fool. And while Ukraine is suffering, the nations that God Almighty is the most furious with at this time are those of the West. As terrible as the Islamist regimes are, as terrible as the communist regimes are, as terrible as the fascist regime of Putin is, The nations that God is the most furious with are the corrupt, abominably filthy, vile, perverse, western, cowardly nations. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Pray for Ukraine.